0: Welcome to Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever's On the Wing podcast. Buckle up and ride Shotgun as we cover everything you need to know about the uplands, the habitat, the hunting, and of course, your favorite bird dogs.
1: Is Your stomach
2: gurgling. <laughs> yeah. Did you eat? I did eat. Uh, my stomach is gurgling, and this is your intro to the rooster road trip. Uh, it's okay. This is real. It's raw. And we're coming at you from the Super 8 hotel room in Lewistown, Montana, where it's uh the, the rain is picked up. And um, we've, we're going to recap day three and day four of Rooster Road Trip, number 13, 2022 edition, Montana Mixed Bag Edition for Rooster Road Trip this year. Um, check out all the videos, photo galleries, all the content at roosterroadtrip.org thanks to our sponsoring partners for the 2022 Rooster Road Trip, Browning uh, Apparel and Browning Shotguns, Federal Premium Ammunition, Rough Land Kennels, Apple Autos, Sound Gear Hearing Protection, and Garmin, uh, keeping track of all of our dogs as we uh, cover big sky country here in Montana. Day three, uh, we hunted Wolf Creek, Uh, block management area. Day four, we hunted Coffee Creek uh, while block management area, both um, on the um, landscape as public access as a result of Pheasants Forever and particularly the central Montana chapter of Pheasants Forever. Um, We'll talk a little bit more in depth about those properties tomorrow um, at as we recap the final day of uh, Rooster Road Trip when when Chad Harvey is back with us, but we're back as it's uh, pouring outside. But Chad is not. Chad is where's Chad at, uh, Andrew?
3: He's glassing for for big bucks. So as a Montana resident, this weekend happens to be uh, the big game or big game rifle opener. Uh, so once uh, we kind of said enough with the rain and decided to head back to town he's like i think i'm gonna peel off and see what i see uh so hopefully he's out there having a good time trying to stay dry and uh i'm sure there will be a story or two to be shared
2: when he gets back yeah so good luck to chad hopefully uh we have (laughs) i guess we could take credit if he shoots a great big mule deer like the first ever big game animal harvested out of Rooster Road Trip. We'll take credit. Montana mixed bags, baby. We do not discriminate. So we'll we'll see what happens. So yesterday, uh, well, uh, before I go into the recap, introduce our guests. We have Renee Tamala, no stranger to the podcast. Um, Let's see, your your title is Senior Regional Representative. Mm -hmm. Is that right? For the state of North Dakota. I'll have you introduce yourself in a minute, um, and also no stranger to the podcast, Logan Henners, uh graphic design manager for the organization. Um, what you you both been on a number of podcasts, but for folks that are just you know, um, hardcore Rooster Road Trip listeners, and we know that there are folks that just come in to listen to the Rooster Road Trip episodes. Why don't you give um, kind of your your short biography, Renee?
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I am Renee Tamala, as he said. I am the Senior Regional Rep for North Dakota, been with PF for five years now, and I have the privilege of working alongside our dedicated grassroots chapter volunteers in North Dakota, and I have been out here hunting with Quill, my almost two-year-old German wire-haired pointer, and uh, enjoying the heck out of rooster road trip so far.
2: And you were on the first two days or first three days last year? I'm trying to remember.
1: The first North, North Dakota. Yeah, North Dakota.
2: Dakota. North Dakota, sure.
1: Dakota. So, yeah. I missed the inclement weather as soon as you hit the <laughs> South Dakota border, which I was very okay with.
2: <laughs> well, note to listeners that's foreshadowing. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about weather. Uh, but first, uh, go ahead, Logan, introduce yourself.
0: Yeah, so Logan Hinners, um graphic design manager for Pheasants Forever, Quail Forever. I think this is actually road trip number nine or ten um, that I've been a, a part of. So, uh, it was cool to get back to Montana. Um, really enjoying uh, the big sweeping vistas and landscapes, and and watching a vast variety of dog work. Um, you know, typically on the road trips, I guess my my focus is photography. Um, you see that in a lot of the photo albums that go up, and then you know throughout the year we use them all you know, those assets uh, throughout magazines and other marketing materials. So. Uh, that's my primary focus and then you know along with that i do try carrying a shotgun and um you know help hopefully fill a few bir- uh put a few birds in the bag and
2: logan you mentioned um you know carrying the camera we've talked about it on previous road trips here uh, i'll just i'll say you're the most skilled person at carrying a camera and a <laughs> shotgun at the same time for folks that have seen uh uh, photos of Logan on Instagram. He The sling he has is uh, holding the camera.
0: Not for my shotgun. Not for it's your shotgun.
2: The <laughs> so there was a troll out there in the Instagram world yesterday. The sling is for his, uh, his camera, carrying a shotgun, and uh, does both very effectively. Um, I'm curious, so you've had four days in, and you're the person that ultimately picks the covers for the Pheasants Forever Journal, the Quail Forever Journal, a lot of, a lot of photos that accompany stories. Sure. Have you, uh, have you captured a cover photo yet? <laughs>
0: That's a good question. I don't know. Um, you ought, I don't like making those decisions on my own, so I will probably for sure throw some photos into a, a pool with others, and um, we'll have a, a roster of people look at them and, mm-hmm. and make that decision. Um, but I definitely think we have some calendar worthy images for sure it, it,
2: i'm not a professional photographer, but I think about the our trip to the um, Teton River block management area with the lighting and the colors of the cottonwoods and the stream and the yeah, habitat
0: fantastic i mean I, it's a f- photographer's a, dream honestly yeah you know, like, the big river bottom like you said, the fall colors and the the river bottom big bluffs sweeping vistas like you know you, you get some elevation and and you get kind of like a bird's eye view um without having a drone in the air uh, mm-hmm. it, it was super cool
2: yeah i i have a hard time remembering anything that was more picturesque than that particular day on it you know road trip or or not just you know bird hunting you know we've been in many many beautiful places but that was really high up on the list. Thankfully, no grizzly bears made their way into our images, but. Uh, yeah, a couple more birds in the bag would have made some of those pictures yeah. probably popped
3: a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if it was Logan or Nate Agee or social media strategist, who's also along for the ride. One of them is straight up mentioned right away, it's like, oh yeah, I think we have uh, the fall
2: months for next year's calendar covered. <laughs> <was just> like, <laughs> oh, well, I hear you. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so starting D three, of the road trip, we we got up early as is normally the the habit to to try to beat folks to public land spots. I mean, we're we're, we're not reserving any places. Um, you know, this is public land; it's free for all. And uh, we got aced out uh, when we well, went. To I think I think we would have been okay. Like we we left well before
3: sunrise, um, but what happened is the the sun started to peek out over some mountains on our way out and when you're you're traveling with you know a a trio of skilled photographers and videographers and that type of sunrise starts to show up and there's like fingers of light shooting up into the clouds those cars pull over immediately and there's nothing you can do about it that's true we did have a that was probably a half
2: hour delay, wasn't it?
3: I mean, it was, it was long enough. Um, so it was well worth it though. Like it was a stunning Montana sunrise. It's like one of those kind of picturesque scenes that you just like hope you get to witness yeah. while you're out on a trip like this. But no, you're right. So it's a you know, block management area. You have to sign in before you can hunt. Um, and so you have to go to a specific box no matter where you want to start mm-hmm. your day. And as we were uh, rolling up to the, the sign-in area, there were, you know, three young guys, I believe, from Georgia, judging by their 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 truck and their place. like, oh, maybe it's a rental. It's like, no, they got a toolbox in the back. They, and they had a dog crate. And, and the dog crate's like, they made the trek. So mm-hmm. it's like, honestly, like, it's like, good for you guys. It's yeah. like, all right, get after it. Because you just see them just barely cresting the hill, heading down. So, like, they beat us five minutes. And honestly... <laughs> I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. Yeah. It's like I'm glad that those guys got out here before us and are able to experience this property that PF uh, was able to you know help bring to life. You know, especially with the help of that the Central Montana chapter. So immediately it was okay. Plan B, and that's the beauty in this landscape in this area in general. It's like thousands of acres mm-hmm. to choose from. It's almost one of the hardest parts is just trying to figure out where do you start because once you start, you can keep going and kind of get lost, and it's almost difficult to pull the plug that this isn't working we need to like leave and
2: try something else because right. it's just so expansive well it also speaks to the authenticity of rooster road trip it's all public lands it's you know you get to a spot and there's other people there and we we're extra conscientious about we are driving with a billboard <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's you the, don't want the truck to truck is splash
3: with sponsor logos um and all that jazz so it's not that we'd ever try and like edge someone out anyway, but it's just like no, we're, we're you, you that take, would be rough. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> this, is, this is you. This
2: is yours. Just just go for it. Yeah. So we went to a secondary spot that I've questioned in my mind. Um, the the starting point since then, because we pulled over to enter in Wolf Creek. And it was immediately straight up a hill. <laughs> well that's kind of how
3: we got we got burned and let's well it's yeah. the adventure of hunting. So um those three guys beat us on I believe the, the east side. And so we we circled down to the south, and there's state management or state owned land that abuts uh, Wolf Creek too. Yeah. So, so for
2: Claire, this isn't a couple hundred acres. I mean this is no, a, thousands a thousand of acres. Yeah. So us going to the south end, I mean we were we are far away from it we never place. saw those guys at all that's true for the rest of the day yeah. and they were in there somewhere yeah um so you
3: know, we we went to you know, the backside, went in on the, the state ground but the problem is there's so much elevation out here it's not like you know the dakotas or other places where you can kind of like stand on the, the bed of your pickup truck with a pair of binoculars and try and like read the landscape a mm-hmm. little bit and figure out okay that looks pretty that's worth it no you have to get ready and you're investing now, 15 minutes just to get to the top of this like mm-hmm. kind of crest. Actually, look down, and unfortunately, when we did look down, it's like, <laughs> okay, this has been thoroughly grazed. Um, but you know, on the adjoining property, the the actual Wolf's Creek property that hadn't been grazed is just really dry, and you could identify some draws that had mm-hmm. some some moisture in them, some some better looking habitat, and that's where you can just kind of get lost for days because you just kind of well let's walk up the draw, let's walk down this draw, let's walk up that draw, let's walk down this draw and before you know it, you're in the middle of nowhere and it's just like, well, maybe just over the next rise, over the next rise, you just
2: keep chasing that dream, right? Because it did look, I mean, it was dry, but like you said, compared to the state land that we had to walk through to get to the Wolf Creek Block Management, there was grass there. And the, um, the draws, the coolies had, you know, there was brush, there was the buck brush down the green stuff, um, you know. There was thickets. I mean, it looked like it. It was super windy. Mm-hmm. So the other piece, as you're walking there, it's like, well, if I'm a bird that wants to get out of the wind, I'm gonna hang out in this brush in the draw. So the logic, <laughs> at least it seemed like it, it made
3: logic. It all added up. Everything looked good. It's not like we felt like we were wasting our time. It was. A, that's why we kept on moving further and further in. Because it's mm-hmm. like. This looks good,
2: like there should be a few birds around here, um, but nothing materialized. Because we went um, over the hill, up a draw, and then down a draw, and we I don't think anybody saw any action until we got down to the bottom of the second draw, and Logan, you spotted some wing beats in the <laughs> distance.
0: Yeah, we had a, a covey and Hans, you know, I'm guessing it was Hans, they just caught him out of the corner of my eye. Um, and they were, you know, they're up off the bottom bottom, um, but definitely up on top of a little knob. And and they certainly saw us coming mm-hmm. um, and were super floody, So we weren't even close to doing anything with them, but it gave us some praise, you know, when we saw them go over into that bottom, we were hoping we could circle around and, and get back on them, but we never did, so.
2: That was our, our first Potential opportunity to fulfill the trifecta in your mix, mixed bag. Yeah. I mean, I was like, all right, they're around. They're here. They're, they're here. Yep, I'm not lying. Yep. So we, we got to that bottom and kind of, you made the call, boy, we've been walking and not seeing a lot. So you made the call to go back over the hill. Well, you chose <laughs> to go back over that same hill. The entire rest of the group. Went around,
3: <laughs> know. and we all landed basically at the trucks at the same time. And Bob was like, "I don't know if I made the right choice." <laughs> He's like, "I didn't know if you guys just thought I was lost, or didn't know where I was
2: going, or what was going on." Like, I knew the trucks were over there. It's like, "Yeah, we did too." <laughs> <laughs> I did. I it, we as tends to be the case I I I walk off to one side or the other with the with the dog, and um, I think I had. Today I have, I don't remember if I had both dogs or one dog. no, I just had Gitchy, and I had marked the truck and I was like, well, the shortest place or shortest distance between two is the the direct route. And I looked and I'm like I wonder if they think that I I missed calculated here because <laughs> you did you guys did go end around the the uh, ridge on me, which almost worked out for us because. Was it
0: you, yeah. Logan, yeah.
2: that spotted
3: another
0: cove? another kovia hunts? Yeah, and this time again they were super flighty. We weren't weren't in range where we could do anything with them, but they got off like a top of what was like a dike um, in that bottom, and you know we had cattle mixed in on the other side, so it's was, it's was just one of those situations. It didn't uh, didn't pan out for a shot, but it was just it was cool to see them. Um, and then we yeah caught that fence line and made it back up to you guys. So yeah,
2: we whipped after hunt one. It's Hot One. We were, we, we, uh, advantaged birds. Then we went to have lunch and we traveled down, um, a corridor of an adjoining WMA, um, the Beckman Wildlife Management Area, which is enormous. And I, I don't know about you, Renee. Like, I, when we left, like, the Wolf Creek area and started going down, I felt like I went to a different state all of a sudden.
1: It reminded me a lot of uh, turkey hunting in the badlands of North Dakota. The pine mm. trees and the steep slopes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't feel like we were in the same place.
2: It, it like and it happened within a quarter mile. Like all, we're in grasslands, 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 and pine forest and mountains. <laughs> and we dropped down this ravine and landed a kind of a parking area to have lunch. And there was a river there with golden cottonwoods and um, it all sort of blends together now but we, we took a, um, a shot and, and did a quick loop around that. Um, I nothing really at all materialized in no, that. The, the, the dogs got birdie a, a few
3: times but nothing major and so we we're basically walking the river bottom of the, the Judith River and in previous years we have had success kind of walking those, those river bottoms because generally there's kind of like grass and then shorter willows and then you yeah, have more mature trees <clears throat> but unfortunately apparently they had some like major flooding either this mm. year or the year prior and it kind of like wiped out all the the, the nesting habitat in one mm. one go and you could kind of see just like take a look around like yeah this this got hit with something mm. um so it was a beautiful walk I mean after 20 minutes of it we're all like yeah this is not feeling right but It's gorgeous down here, but let's
2: get back to what we know. It didn't feel right. Like if for folks that have ever hunted woodcock in the upper Midwest, like that's the closest thing that it felt to me. We were walking through really um, intense stem density. Um, Like if there were woodcock in Montana, that's where they would have been, but they aren't. (laughs) There were no pheasants there. So we uh, jumped ship and came back around to what were we on the north side of wolf creek yeah Yeah. we went all the way around to the north
3: um again just speaks to how large these giant pieces of land are um and from from there we decided to actually ride wolf creek proper and just like kind of hug both sides of it and just
0: go until our our feet hurt and then uh we were going to cut back um up north and
3: make a big loop of it and you know, I'll, I'll say it right now, like, by the end of the day, like, we put on nine miles. And like how many miles? You're, you're tracking Quill and your, your Garmin. How many miles did he cover?
1: He ended out at 22 and a half.
3: Hmm. So we,
2: were, we, we covered some ground, for sure. It, in that parking spot, there were sharp tail feathers. There were pheasant feathers. Um, and we saw, I don't know, a dozen? pens maybe a few more on that walk that we're like well we're going to give this a shot and when we decided to turn around and we looked at our watch like we gotta kind of hoof it to make it back before dark. Um, I didn't have the the headlamp in my pocket I wasn't expecting that. Yeah I I wasn't either and but we did make it back before dark but so day three we'll go down um, with the distinction of You know, tons of miles, like you said, 22 miles of dog power um, times, I don't even know how many dogs we got in the mix right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, I think six dogs, no, seven dogs. Um, So we have uh, a lot of dog power, but no shots, uh, no birds in the bag yesterday. Um, Beautiful country, had lots of hens. We saw a few roosters that were flighty. Um, some huns that were um, out of range, but uh, porcupine. Uh, plenty of porcupines. There's been a por- at least one porcupine in every every um, day. But the high point, I guess, is your high point, Andrew, or low light. I guess it can be both. Or, really or maybe it's... There's, there's so many to choose from. I'm like, what are you alluding to, Bob? I, I'm thinking about the pronghorn. Maybe it was uh, Renee's okay. low light <laughs> she was following. For sure. <laughs> For so sure. like,
3: okay. So I. As I mentioned, we were following along uh, Wolf Creek, and you know when you're out west, uh, you know the, these tributaries, these creeks, and these rivers have a tendency to kind of pick up dead stuff. Uh, <laughs> so, it's, so, like I'm literally just kind of like walking the shoreline, and I, I find you know the skeleton of you know a, a deceased pronghorn, and it had been there a while. Like it was it was picked clean, um, but its horns were still like fully intact. And I was like, "Oh, this is cool!" And so like, I lifted it up and showed the camera guys like, "Hey, check this thing out!" And like, I noticed the horns were a little loose, so I gave them a quick kind of like shut, and like they popped off <laughs> in, in my hands. And they're they're hollow; they're made of hair. And So like, I just have these like two decent sized horns in my, in my hands. I'm like, "Man, what a sweet little Montana memento!" Mm-hmm. Like, I need to keep these. Like, this is this is super cool. Like, I've never pronghorn hunted. I don't know if I will. Like, this is super mm-hmm. neat um they smell like death (laughs) (laughs) because like well which makes sense so that's that's putting
1: it mildly well i I (laughs) recognize that
3: i I brought them down the creek and i kind of like washed them around a little Uh bit and i recognized now they still kind of smell really bad and like like i kind of mentioned that to nate with the camera he's like oh dude come on man you gotta keep those so like that was like the enabler just Mm -hmm. being like no no you should totally do it so i did and i put them in my best for a while, and everybody else had to suffer the consequences of it.
1: At one point, Baxter went on point in a bunch of snowberry, and Andrew ran over to him, and I followed suit, ran in, and... F- tried to fall on the trail behind Andrew and got a whiff of it downwind of his vest, and I just went, "Nope, I don't think I've ever not gone to a dog on point. I just like <laughs> couldn't, couldn't do it.
2: It wasn't worth it. <laughs> how bad does it smell? So bad that I'm not gonna go to the dog on point. That's can, how bad.
1: I just said you can have that one. I know. <laughs> <a,
2: laughs>
1: it was it was bad.
2: Like, it was, like I really wanted him though. Like a, I it
3: was like a long day. It's like, something, right? And so eventually, I just had to like. I got to like, have, like come to terms with myself and so like, I, I called Aaron over and I just kind of showed him like what I had and he's like I'll, to, I'll take a couple pictures of them. And, like, <laughs> and even then like I'm like turning my head away just kind of like holding them out and like we just put them back in the land where they belonged anyway um, but the issue was my game bag still reeks and I was wearing leather gloves I was mm-hmm. wearing like a little leather browning gloves mm-hmm. and like the smell and like I don't know if it was like goop from the inside or what it was like it like got all over my gloves mm. and it was so for all you folks out there in the Midwest that played hockey or new hockey players you know how bad their equipment smells but like they can't stop smelling it and mm. it's like when they take their hands out of their gloves you like you smell it once you're like oh that's bad but then for whatever reason they just smell it again it was like that all day it's just like <laughs> I just I just kind of kept on getting this whiff all day and like even when we we're uh, like after I showered up at the end of the night like I was just like. It was like in my brain. Like I couldn't get this like smell out of my mind. So that's like a little tidbit
2: of advice for the folks out there. Just leave leave pronghorn deadheads alone. That's, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's funny because once again, I wasn't close to any of this action, but I came close to the point where we all turned around. And I don't know if I remember, Renee, if it was you or Erica, but you said like to Andrew, <laughs> like you just reek and i <laughs> do you remember this <laughs> and, and, and i was like wow that's really forward <laughs> and, and it was like but you know we really hunted hard and you know we did put out a lot of miles so maybe andrew ate something made him really sneaky yesterday so
1: i, couldn't be I thought he just said <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be downwind. I told <laughs> him at one point we couldn't be friends that, trip and he, that day.
3: <laughs> no, I, I didn't want to be around myself. Like it, it, was, it was a mistake. It was like one of those like hang your head in shame. Like, oh, that was a colossal mistake. But like, luckily, check out this segue. I, got a, I, got, I was able to wash my game vest out for free all mm-hmm. day today. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if you want to find more birds this hunting season, look no further than the Onyx Hunt app. Private and public land boundaries just begin to scratch the surface as Onyx has countless tools to make you a safer and more successful hunter. Onyx is trusted by millions of hunters across the U.S., including me, and you can join them by downloading the app for a risk-free seven-day trial. Use the code Pheasants or Quail during checkout for 20% off your membership at onyxhunt.com. And you'll be glad to learn that a portion of all Onyx sales using these codes goes back to support Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever's wildlife habitat mission, leading to better habitat, more wild birds, and creating more public lands for all of us. Thanks to Onyx. Rooster Road Trip Day 4, and uh, using a new tool, In Field Recorder, for this episode of On Going Podcast. Uh, we are at Coffee Creek Block Management Area, a gem piece of property. Pheasants Forever, particularly a chapter here in central Montana, um, made a reality back in the late 90s. It is a um, crown jewel of Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever land acquisition efforts. And uh, we're here at the parking area signing into the block management box. That's what you hear clap and shut in the background. You probably hear some whining dogs. Um, it's the first time in my 21-year history career with Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever that I've been able to... Uh, walk and see Coffee Creek from with my own eyes. I'll be honest. It's less than ideal today. It's uh it's raining pretty good um, Well, it's not too bad right now, but it's supposed to get worse um, 41 degrees a little chill but we do have um, Browning's Gore-Tex rain gear on so we got uh, we got a little while in us and as we look out at the parking area Um, It looks very birdy habitat. We saw a brood of pheasants, a lot of roosters coming in on the gravel road. So we're gonna We're gonna give it a go as long as we can stay dry. Like I said, it's 41 degrees snow predicted this afternoon temperature falling, but uh, rooster road trip goes rain, shine, snow Uh, It's kind of like baseball. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and sometimes it rains. Today it's raining. Well, we're going to give it a go anyway. And we kick it off um, in the rain um, at Coffee Creek, which uh, I mentioned in a couple episodes ago is a um, place that I have aspired to put my own boots on since I started working at Pheasants Forever. was created in 1998 by the Central Montana chapter, 1200 acres of block management. And um, back in 2007, I got contacted by Bill Allard, William Allard, who's a photographer with National Geographic. And um, we coordinated where he has a spread photo for a story about hunters as the original conservationists. And he interviewed folks with um, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and Delta Waterfall and Ducks Unlimited and National Wild Turkey Federation and, and Pheasants Forever. And the opening spread for that story was Coffee Creek. And today, I, about an hour in, I stood where I think that photo was taken and you know 21 years in the making working for this organization and i didn't have anything to do with creating coffee creek but to have a come full circle and, and stand and look at that spot it is one of the more spectacular just stunning places when you're looking out over on top of the hill and you look at the the river bottom and these cliffs cliffs are maybe not the right but these, these muddy rocky um, uh, walls that surround it. It's just an absolute stunning place. And um, I was hoping it was going to be, you know, like 45 degrees and sunny and bluebird blue sky, you know, October, mid October. The way we drew it up, it was going to be glorious today. Um, it was the opposite of glorious, it's 41 degrees. And it went from, I, I'd categorize it from spitting to steady drizzle. Is that accurate? The way, so, Aaron Blackschmidt, our, uh, our videographer for
3: Pheasants Forever and Quill Forever, he spent, I think, 10 or 11 years as a wildland firefighter. And at one point during the day, he just kind of turned to me and he goes, you know, back in the day, we'd call this a wedding fire. Hmm. Meaning, or a wedding rain, meaning like, this is the type of rain that will put out anything. Mm-hmm. Like this is what you pray for, mm-hmm. as we're just sitting there absolutely saturated. <laughs> yeah. Well, and for a state <clears throat> that's been dry. Oh, um, they need it. Like, yeah. like, I, so when you when you sign in to all these block management areas, like you, there's, a, there's a piece of your signing paper that you tear off and at the end of it, you fill out kind of how you did and if you have any comments on the property. After the Teton hunt, in my like, comments, I put, pray for rain, and like, smiley face, like, man, this country needs rain, and here it is, and fixing, ah, did it
0: have to be today? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I couldn't fill out that card at the end of today because it was a mush puddle in my vest pocket. <laughs> I pulled it out and went, oops.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it, it was pretty drizzly, but... Um, you know, right in the parking area, there's feathers all around. There's a sign um, right at the, on the wall It says, um, you know, pheasants and sharptails um, are present on this property, so make sure you know what you're shooting at. Um, and, you know, within 200 yards, we had first bird contact. Anybody get a close look at that? Was it a sharptail or was it a hen? I, I thought it was a hen. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then when there was a second one, not too long after that, um, both of them well into the distance, but a pretty good indication. I, I was, you know, anybody that hunts in the rain, <laughs> you have to have optimism, but I haven't had too much success hunting in the rain. Have, Renee, have you pre- previous to today?
1: I guess Nothing too memorable, but I've been out there, and you can scratch out a couple birds, but today was a different kind of wet.
2: And it was a different kind of memorable. Cause yeah. It became terrific, so there's foreshadowing for you. Um, but uh, have you ever had success in the rain? Not really. I mean, rainy days are for, for duck hunting and college football, mm-hmm. but
3: uh, that's, that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
0: uh, i'm in the same campaign yeah. as Andrew. I, i'll sound soft saying it but i usually find something else to do with my time yeah um, <clears throat> it's just so miserable yeah. right and we've had other like pretty prolific rain days Ooh. on the road trip you know seasons past, and we have very little success um and it's not for a lack of effort
2: i'd say last year the i think it would have been day four as well in aberdeen south dakota that was worse rain wise. It was blowing It's also and,
3: colder. Like it was just like this It was like right out a of the freezing. unsafe for the group and the dogs. Yeah. Um yeah. so that's why we pulled the plug early that day. And you know, after being out there three ish hours today, you know, I looked down a little Baxter, who's definitely not made for this And he's just, just like shivering <laughs> shivering non stop. Um, just like oh boy, you, you look like you're not having fun anymore. Yeah.
1: For once I had to uh, not fight Quill cool to get back in the kennel of the truck. He I couldn't open it fast enough to get back in. Yeah. Yep.
2: Same so, Baxter. He was like, "Let me in now." Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so it it was not it was, it was not kind of what we drew up or an ideal like day for bird hunting. But right out of the gates, there was contact with birds. You've hunted Coffee Creek before, and you had a hope for where we we're gonna go, and. You know, you look across the ravine, and we had a clear path to to get there, and um, take us through why you wanted to go where we went. Well, it's this the property in general.
3: General is just so beautifully managed, specifically for upland game. Mm-hmm. It's it's Valhalla for for an upland game hunter. It's like this has everything an upland bird would ever need, um, and so I knew a little ways back, like up on top of like this plateau there was um, you know, a, a newer grass planting, there was cut winter weed, and then there were shelter belts that mm-hmm. kind of like, surrounded part of it. Um, so having that abut all this grass, and then down there's a giant river valley, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like just perfect. Like mm-hmm. If you were just to uh, sit at home and draw a map of like, what would my ideal kind of like, pheasant like, landscape look like, this is it. Um, and I really want to get back to that section, knowing how much we struggled the previous day. <laughs> it's like, let's kind of cut it here. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, let's put ourselves in our best positions right away. Let's not do the whole like dog and pony shows. So, well, let's follow Meandering Creek and eventually we'll get there. Like, I was of the attitude, it's like, it's wet. We're on limited time for being honest with each other. Let, let's book it. And part of that was that like, coffee Creek's no. No, like, secret. You know, that's why you know, we have no problem like calling it out by name. It should be celebrated, it should be hunted. There were two other vehicles already there by the time we rolled in. And so it's a large enough landscape where that doesn't even like, bother you because it's like, well, if we ever do see them, we'll go a different direction, and not see them for the rest of the day. Um, but sure enough, when we crossed the first hill, they were way, they were probably a mile, half mile away, and heading up a gully the complete opposite direction of us. And I was like, perfect. Cause I want to head, you know, kitty corner to them mm-hmm. straight to that shelter belt. Mm-hmm. Cause I figured it's rainy, There's cover, there's food. They don't have to go far for it. Like let's, let's just get there. And sure mm-hmm. enough,
2: by the time we did get there, we were, we were standing there for like five seconds and a bird got up, got out of the shelter belt through right or flew right to left down the canyon. Yep. And it's like, okay, that's a, that's a good sign. And, uh,
3: you know, one of the camera guys is like, "Let's go! What are we waiting for?" Like, "Let's go!" And I'm like, you and I have not been hunting together long enough, and we know like, there's a lot of people kind of involved in this. It's not just like a, "There's a bird, let's go chase mm-hmm. it down." I mean, it can be like that, mm-hmm. honestly. That's what you like to do for <laughs> sure. Um, but it's like, okay, let's coordinate this walk and like, actually mm-hmm. put ourselves in a position to be successful, not only for us, but we're here to like film this and mm-hmm. get photos and like share this experience. So it's not just about filling the game bag. It's like. You want to capture this experience mm-hmm. um so we put together a game plan after you know two more birds piled out and mm-hmm. i know some of the people are like oh you gotta
2: go mm-hmm. um, but that was super helpful when those birds piled out because we knew where they wanted and what their tendency was yep so we
3: we uh, put that put our plan into action in terms of having you on one side of the shelter belt to let your gsps kind of run big in the grass up on the hill you know kind of where that epic photo was actually taken mm-hmm. um and you know, the rest of us were well Renee you and Erica were, were in the shelter belt uh, with quill the, the German wire hair and uh, Oak, the, the black lab, and then the rest of us were in the grass. and I't know what what did it feel like when you were walking through that, that shelter belt? Like, where were, like I didn't see a lot of the dog work because all the dogs were like just dialed in there.
1: A little frustrating, to be honest, just because there's so much scent, and birds run, and then dogs want to run down to the end, and so they lose their mind a little bit, which makes you want to lose your mind, but uh, it's a really birdie place, and they loved it and quill had one where he was running down i'm trying not to let him run too fast just straight to the end and just whipped sideways into a point on a really nice head so that was that was pretty cool to see but just kind of just chaos for a little bit there
2: mm. there were a lot of birds in that shelter belt and <clears throat> probably 95 percent of them went to the left toward, towards the canyon and down um i only saw maybe three boil out the right-hand side heading up, which was good, because that uh, played into the next step. Yep, so like, as we we're progressing down
3: you now, about halfway through, I think Logan, you got a shot at one that was kind of like in a gully. Yeah,
0: so I think the ones that, you know, I think what was happening is we're, we're definitely pushing birds anywhere there, um, and I think a lot we're running, so you get these fingers that come up out of the, the big river bottom. like these little fingers that come up to that top where there's food the shelter belt so that's a it was just a quick escape for them Mm -hmm. coming out of that grass and they'd rip right down those fingers so a lot of these birds just pushed off that top down into the fingers and i just happened to cut through the top one and i I did get a shot um unfortunately missed but that's the way it goes so Mm -hmm. but it again a lot of these birds were just escaping that that top and going down towards the bottom so it's i think when the group decided you know kind of hit the back line there and it's time to pivot and we put ourselves down in that bottom hoping to pick up a bunch but, of the birds we knew went that way.
3: Uh, it didn't quite work out the way we wanted it to, in terms of the only people who got shots were like Logan on the grass, and then Chad was even further down <laughs> to the left. And he, he was able to take a few shots. He didn't get anything. But nobody in the shelter belt, you didn't. So like it worked because like we put ourselves on birds. <laughs> so like it's like okay, that the plan kinda worked, but it didn't work well enough.
2: Alright, we just uh, walked to um shelter belt got a pretty good strategy um it's raining fairly well again it's 41 degrees not uh it's not as bad as it sounds to be honest with you uh we got good gore-tex layers on rain gear from browning and uh pretty decent um anyways we saw a rooster pitch out of the shelter belt and go down into the ravine so i ran up on top kind of as a blocker with a with Eski. I got Esky out this morning. Gitchy is uh, taking a morning nap. And then uh, the majority of everybody else went on the inside of the shelter belt towards the coulee where we saw the first um, escape ego. And that held pretty true. We saw lots of birds. We got some distant shots. No birds in the bag. Uh, almost all of them went down towards the coulee. Um, so it... Uh, Andrew and Chad are uh, discussing a game plan right now I think we're going down into the coulee because there's elitist hunter birds that way so um, fingers crossed we'll get a couple of rainy day roosters on day four of rooster road trip
3: Um, then when Chad finally um, linked up with us again uh, that's exactly what Logan just said he's like well there's a lot of birds down there now Mm -hmm. so they're probably mostly all hens but let's just work this valley and and, and see what happens and that's how we've spent the the rest of our day basically is crossing that creek at least 20 different times
0: (laughs)
1: Um, mudslides
3: like yeah yeah. a lot of
1: sliding instead of like going down
3: nicely. (laughs) yeah it it was it was gumbo like it it was like a little treacherous at times um You know, but we're all so wet that at some point Logan just decided he wanted to start fording the river instead of, like, trying to tiptoe around it. Mm.
0: Yeah, it It just didn't matter anymore. (laughs) I was dumping water out of my boots regardless, so I was like, just find the easiest crossing, and that's where I'm crossing.
2: I, every time I fell, I turned around and like, there's Nate right behind me with the <laughs> with the record red button. I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, I didn't even hear you. In the minute I fall, you're right behind me. I fell three times, and he's got the recording on. That's right the on content me. people want, Bob. Yeah, not so much. The content they want is Mrs. Clutch over here. It's still wet, it's still raining, it's still cold, but we're on the board thanks to Renee Tamala. Take me through that.
1: Feels sweet. Uh, we're just following this little creek here and we didn't have any dogs in front of us but I was next to Erica and a wild flush got up in front of us and uh, Erica, Erica nailed the rooster yell and I, I uh, pulled up and made a pretty good shot for, for not normally what I do. But yeah, cool brought it back and makes the rain a little bit more enjoyable.
2: And we got a bird at Coffee Creek. Very nice shot. Esky, <laughs> leave it alone. <laughs> we have to find our own, Esky. <laughs> Good job, guys.
0: All right. Well,
1: it's beautiful down there in that river bottom and we're just following Coffee Creek as it meanders and the birds are sitting tight on the banks, you know, kind of like on the on the curves. And, pretty miserable, to be honest with you, a little low in spirit, and there are no dogs in front of Erica and I, and a bird, a rooster, wild flush gets up in front of me, and I kind of, it's a little loud in the snowberry, Um, and kind of as I was putting eyes on this bird, I hear Erica just very passionately yell, rooster, (laughs) which was great because she had a little bit better of a vantage point on it Mm -hmm. than I did. I wouldn't have like positively went rooster and pulled my gun up, but so she shouts rooster from kind of kitty corner back behind me, and -hmm. it was one of those really nice, um, naturally like instinctive shots, Mm -hmm. like quick shoulder. It was a fabulous shot. Quick shoulder, birds, you know, picking up a little bit, and dropped it in one and Quill brought it back to me which is it was pretty sweet to feel that and it makes the rain a little bit more enjoyable.
2: I I was off to the right of you and Erica and you, you mentioned Erica's passionate rooster. It was so exciting because, it, it, like you said, they like came out of nowhere. There were no dogs immediately close. And Erica, rooster! In front of me, super smooth swing, boom, you shot. And you two were like, we did it! <laughs> you know, you're so excited. And it was, I think that the relief that I know I felt I was like oh gosh thank (laughs) god somebody got a bird because it was right I mean you feel this too Andrew it's like there's just this the goal to create content and get birds on public land and demonstrate like the connect the dots of the success of them our habitat mission and produce birds and you know all of us are average you know Joes and Janes you know we're marketing professionals biologists graphic designers <laughs> i've got a lazy eye i'm not the greatest <laughs> shot in the world right <laughs> i'm falling down half the time you know <laughs> like I, I i love bird hunting but you know i I'm, I'm absolutely average shooter and that's you know in varying degrees you know Logan's probably the best shot in the, in, in the group, and he does it with a camera slung around his back. Oh, <laughs> Renee's giving. Definitely not today. <laughs> well, but yeah, Renee's given run for the money on the best shot. Um, but, you know, you feel this pressure building and building and building, and it's a day and a half, and it's pouring out, and you're <laughs> freezing, and your dogs are, you know, not finding birds, or they're bumping birds, and you're like, ugh. Oh, we're in Montana, and we got all these sponsors and people watching it. We're not getting anything. So, Renee, thank you so very much for making that spectacular shot. That was super cool. And I felt, I, you had to have felt the same way. Like, sigh of relief. Well, yeah, I mean, especially after it's just like, hen,
3: hen, mm-hmm. hen, hen. Like, just having the, the rooster finally called out was just like, yes yeah um no it's just you want everything to work out but that's charming this it's just you never know what you're going to get and you just kind of got to take what mother nature gives you um you know we 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 saw a few roosters today none of them wanted to really play ball until that magic moment it's just Mm -hmm. like all right now now we can now we can giggle a little bit we can have have some fun Mm -hmm. again and, and remember that this is supposed to be fun that's that's the whole thing it's like we start feeling this pressure to like perform it takes you outside of like why you want to do this to begin with, mm-hmm. and so like having her connect with that that bird, like the entire group's morale, like as rain's just dripping off. Yeah, the of rain cast, picked up. It's like, it's like suddenly like nobody cared again. And it's just like all right, that's that was the magical
2: lecture we needed. Yeah, and it didn't take long for number two today. So take us through the so it's probably less you know maybe a football field to the next action.
1: Yeah, so we're still walking that creek bottom as it kind of meanders through and Quill had gone on point right off of a trail and so Erica and I walked up on him, was a little suspicious about his point, he didn't look super serious, kick around in front of him, you're up to my right, kind of Mm -hmm. where it starts to go back up and there's some thickets in between you and I Mm -hmm. and there's nothing in front of Quill's nose we're we're kicking around and um, so we, we continue up the trail and I I release him just a quick little climb up nothing too crazy and then in between us probably felt the pressure from you and the pups walking around and this little thicket and Erica and Quill and I and a rooster gets up in between us and it actually comes right through Mm -hmm. us which is not typical and so it got real close and I had to wait wait, wait, which also just kind of kills you a little bit, Mm -hmm. waiting and uh, let it get as far as I thought was appropriate where it will not just completely get away from me and um, knocked that one down, which felt really good.
2: Yeah, you made a great shot there too because I got up between, Esky was on point on the top of that Ah. ledge, and she was on point, she released, and then she went on point again, and then I moved uh, a couple steps, and the rooster flushed, but I never had a shot because I would have been shooting over the top of you and Renee. And when that bird thankfully cleared you, you had a marvelous shot and uh, brought number two to hand. So that was pretty cool. Um, so we, we uh, at that point, we're, we're riding it pretty high and we're getting close to being out of Coffee Creek at that point, uh, at least out of the property. and. Um, Renee, Erica, and I got up on the road and Andrew, ever the um, hard charger, <laughs> stayed in the grass and, um, Renee, that's when your dog shined. So yeah. take us through that.
1: It, so we're up, um, and there's a, there's a quick little cut in the ditch there and, um, we're, we're walking along, just kind of ready to go back to the truck, ready mm-hmm. to get out of these wet clothes. And I look up and I just happen to see a very serious quill with his nose pointed right down and it's just the iconic staunchy point that you just chase over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And I was like, huh, that's a little odd. <laughs> I was like, is that?
3: He was rock solid.
1: Oh yeah. And I was like, I don't think that's gonna be feathered at this point, because he's just in a weird spot and it was pretty sparse cover down there a little mm-hmm. bit. So I was like, I don't I don't think that's gonna be a feathered uh critter and got up close to him and a, a rooster pops out of the brush and flies back away again and no shot at it for us but Andrew is still in the field and it flew uh, kind of diagonally towards him and he, he got to take that one down so that was really sweet for me and quill quill managed to beat out a couple dogs for the retrieve and brought it back to hand um, yeah it was it was really it was a proud moment
2: and, it, it, and you should be proud because quill handled that bird really really well um andrew should be proud too because he was his you, like let's be honest your mind was out of the game at that point yeah that's why we said like andrew was just a hard
3: charger still the grass it's like yeah oh, my, my gum was cracked i was just walking out like i was yes. i just happened to be like 30 yards still in the grass with baxter because i don't know why not it's like i, I can walk on roads anytime in my coffee creek I might as well stick in the grass um, but yeah, I heard another very enthusiastic rooster yell from like the entire group because mm-hmm. I was kind of like off by myself. And it, it, it pitched like behind me. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, what I told the group is like, that's gotta be the first time in my upland hunting career where I've taken my shotgun and was broken open, closed it, clicked off the safety, mounted it, and then just iced it in one shot. Like it felt like forever. Mm-hmm. And it's just I'm sure it was forever. You guys are always watching it fly away. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I was pretty pumped to see that, that bird go down. That was a pretty nice way
2: to put a cherry on top. I think it helped you that you had so much to do that if you had been watching that bird come at you the entire time. Oh I've been mean, so would my dad. Right, <laughs> right. But but the fact that you you had the gun cracked open over your shoulder. You're spinning like a ballerina, <laughs> <laughs> and you had to do everything, and then get that bird lined up. It was like it, it looked like a super easy shot. How many things look smooth? It's, it's it the four it, frame. I tell
3: you, it's, it's real natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it was it was a
3: uh, it was a killer crossover, but it worked. Oh, it was it was cool. It was, it was a fantastic way to kind
2: of mm-hmm. you know end our first walk of of, of Coffee Creek. Yeah. So first walk foreshadowing there, um, we did uh, get back to the trucks um, as the rain picked up and the temperatures are dropping. Uh, we're gonna close out Rooster Road Trip tomorrow um, with an expectation of three to five inches of snow. It, it has not started to snow as I look out the window, it's pouring. Um, the temperatures are supposed to drop it below freezing and um, we will have gone from 80 degrees to three to five inches of snow if the forecast comes to fruition tomorrow in a span of five days. Um, first snow of the year at Coffee Creek? Mm. Are you kidding me? Yeah, tomorrow's gonna be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. If If it works the way you hope a first snow works, where those birds just hold tight in that beautiful setting, fingers crossed we could have one of the most memorable days ever oh. or it could backfire on us <laughs> completely <laughs> People have to stay tuned to, to this
3: yep. the next episode coming out next week we'll, we'll we'll see if we have to eat our words or if it's the most magical
2: moment in our upland hunting lives well today was pretty magical uh, renee thank you so much for taking the monkey off our back <laughs> it, Anytime. Was, it was super cool to watch uh, a great sequence for you and a great sequence for quill quill uh Kind of was the cherry on the top of the day.
1: Thank you. You
2: can probably hear the heater blowing on me. Back to the truck, Coffee Creek. Uh, rain has picked up. But Renee and Quill, her German wire hair, are the stars of day number four, Rooster Road Trip at Coffee Creek. Um, last time I uh, did a in-the-field uh, recording. Renee had just bagged the first rooster of the day, and uh, number two for Renee came just a little bit while after that. And then the bird, number three bird of the day, her dog Quill, pointed from the road as we were walking back, and Andrew was in the field. Rooster flushed off of the ditch, right across Andrew. Andrew made an excellent shot. And um, we have three birds in the bag. And we're all back at the truck with the heaters on. And we are absolutely soaked. (laughs) Temperature has fallen. It's down into the upper 30s now. And uh, we are hightailing it back to Lewistown. Going to grab a shower, get some warm clothes on, and um, make a game plan for either the afternoon or the morning, uh, based upon when this turns to snow. Prediction is three to five inches of snow coming to this area, and um, it looks like um, the temperature's falling, so that prediction's going to likely come to fruition. All right, that's the the in-the-field report. Day four rooster road trip brought to you by Federal Ammunition, Browning, Apparel and firearms, sound gear, hearing protection, rough land kennels, Apple autos, and Garmin electronic dog training systems. And check it out! Check us out at RoosterRoadTrip.org for all the podcasts, videos, and photo galleries um all right thank you to our sponsors rooster road trip sponsors browning federal ammunition rufflin kettles apple autos sound gear and garmin our membership offer Andrew. absolutely go
3: to roosterroadtrip.org and join renew or extend your membership and we will send you a browning lockback rose handled knife as a sweet little everyday carry that can also uh, do some work on birds for you so it's the best of both worlds in that regard uh and the best part of that offer is that anybody who signs up during our Russia Road Trip promotional period will be automatically entered to win the uh, Browning 725 12 gauge Satori shotgun that uh, I've been carrying around all week. And I promise you, I've already wiped it down today. Uh, I'll, I'll spray some, you know, some, some oil on it at some point too. And then tomorrow I'll do the same. I'm doing my best to keep it in good shape. So you want this gun. I can confirm it. It hits birds. <laughs> hits
2: birds even when they're cracked open moments before. <laughs> yes, it's, so, it's so easy. You also want to give them a better chance. <laughs> Classic. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to this episode of On the Wing Podcast. Rooster Road Trip, episode number three, Montana Mixed Bag Edition. Uh, comes back with one more episode here for... Uh, number four next week uh thank you very much for listening please become a member at roosterroadtrip.org or extend or renew Uh, i'm bob saint pierre reminding you to always follow the dog something good will rise thanks for listening